welcome to the Film Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Santilli. Thank you uh, for joining me again this week. Uh, we are now five episodes in, already a third, over a third of the way through season 35 of Survivor. Uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, we're uh, about to talk about some things. We have an exit interview coming up here in a few minutes, so uh, there will be spoilers. So if you have not seen the episode yet, please give this a pause or come back to it in a little bit. But, uh, you know, we are going to be discussing some things from the episode, and I'll be speaking with the person voted out. So here's your last warning, and boom, there you go. So, yeah, we're through five episodes now, and uh, let's address the elephant in the room this season, which I think is really the fact that um, I'm getting a lot of kind of mediocre feedback from uh, from the fans this season who feel like this this season is not quite their favorite yet uh we're we're now five episodes in like i mentioned and maybe maybe two of the episodes were pretty good uh and then a couple of them just kind of felt sort of average and uh it's kind of i'm getting kind of like a low energy kind of vibe from from the fans that i've been talking to so what do you guys feel what do you guys think of this season um and if it isn't your favorite why not yet what's what about it is missing uh for you I personally, uh, what I always tell people, what I always tell myself, is that even an average season of Survivor is better than 95% of what else is on TV, in my opinion. So, there's that. So, I'd rather be watching an average season of Survivor uh, than pretty much anything else on television. And if you consider reality TV, uh, there's nothing that compares to Survivor, even when it's not at its best. So, you know, I... A third of the season through, I think that this season is going to already have kind of a tainted legacy with, you know, even if it becomes great and has a great finish, people are going to point back and be like, yeah, well, you know, the first, you know, it started slow. The first five episodes or so were not, you know, all, you know, all-star caliber episodes. So I, I get the criticism there. What I keep pointing out, though, is, you know, this season has been really good at kind of whittling away the players that are either not long for the game, people like Katrina, uh, you know, maybe Simone, uh, Patrick, but it also has been getting rid of, like, the people that you kind of are maybe good characters, but you know that they're not going to win. You know, Alan, for example, fits into that category for me, and Patrick again, too, you know, a good character on the show, but not somebody that necessarily is going to win the game of Survivor, and you know that as a fan watching it at the beginning, and a lot of times, you know, people like Philip Shepard, uh, they go a long way into the game. Um, so I kind of like that this season has, you know, we've now been through five boots now with Rourke being the latest victim. And, you know, it's been, uh, all five of these have been players that, you know, we didn't get a lot of airtime or we're just, we know that they're not going to win. You know, poor Rourke. Yeah, I'm watching the episode last night and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's got to be Rourke who goes home in this scenario, even though they played it up like Chrissy was in danger. You know, they've been building up Chrissy each episode as kind of like a one of the game's key players, you know, maybe as a mastermind. You know, she has all these connections that she's forming, and she's very subtle with her game thus far. And uh, I don't think that they would have went through all that uh, just to have her get voted off over Rourke tonight. Rourke, on the other hand, hasn't gotten much airtime, you know, so... If she's a key player in the game, I feel like they'd have cued into her a little bit more early on. So, 
I just kind of saw it coming, and uh, then, alas, you know, it was gone. And nothing against Rourke, but we just didn't see much of her. You know, she was on the Healer's Tribe uh, at the beginning of the game. They never went to Tribal. This was actually her first and last Tribal Council tonight. Uh, but, you know, it just was one of those things. We didn't get to see a lot of her, so I didn't really have, you know, a lot of connection with Rourke. Um, nothing against her again, but just one of those players that I felt it was on kind of the outside the good news about that is I still have a lot of hope for this season. There are a lot of players that I think are really interesting, including uh, Ryan, who had a big decision in this episode, uh, including Chrissy, including Allie. Uh, then you got people like Joe. You got people like Ben, who had a, a great moment last night. You know, talking about PTSD. Just another example of how Survivor, you know, can kind of bring relevant life issues, you know, t- to the forefront. Uh, you know, you got people like Dr. Mike, <laughs> um, even Jessica, you know, Cole's kind of in that category to me of, you know, he has no shot of winning the game. It's just a matter of like, when will he get cut out? Um, you know, I like Lauren a lot. I think she's a, you know, cool, interesting player. So, you know, I'm probably forgetting a couple, but there are, again, I just feel like there's so many good players. And, and as we whittle away the edges, all the people on the fringe, I think we're going to be left with a solid core that, really know how to play the game they're really strategic minded and uh are not afraid to make the big moves and i feel like that could really make this season good so for those of you that are on the fence or kind of still watching survivor out of habit right now stick around man i think that this is going to be a good season we've already been teased that there's a really strong finish to this season as far as like the final travel council um you know, why did Probst tell everybody about the, the rule for a tiebreaker at last year's live reunion show? There was some controversy about why that came about. Maybe there was a tie, you know, this season. So it's going to get interesting. It's going to get really good. And I think that you're going to uh, be, you know, feel good about your investment of time sticking through the season, just with the caliber of player that I think is left. So stick with it, guys. Uh, other than that, this episode, uh, you know, we saw Dr. Mike um, get an idol with the help of Jessica. That's a pretty big development. And, uh, you know, we also saw Ashley, who survived the last Tribal Council, uh, we saw her, you know, pointing out that Joe uh, it kind of put off some red flags. You know, not only is he an aggressive player, but she learned that he's a very smart player. Smart and aggressive on Survivor equals dangerous. So, you know, Ashley knows Joe's dangerous, and he is. Um, quite frankly. So that was really the only other strategic development I, that I saw in the episode, um, other than, of course, all the stuff that went on with Ryan and Allie. Now, to comment on that briefly, you know, uh, the whole decision of for Ryan to basically choose to go with Chrissy over Allie uh, was kind of shocking to me in, in some ways. Um, Allie and him had been, you know, allies since day one. Uh, and Chrissy, of course, has a special bond with Ryan due to the fact that he gave her that idol. So I'm not sure why Ryan didn't include Allie in what he planned to do. You know, he could have just broke it to her and said, like, look, you know, you know, we're voting out, you know, Rourke tonight. I'm not exactly sure why he left her uh, out of the loop on that. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to be a good strategic move for Ryan moving forward. You know, Allie, of course, is now in deep, deep trouble. Uh, you know, at best at that camp right now, she's a, a tie vote, even if Ryan were to somehow go back with her and try to vote out, you know, either Chrissy or JP, you know, we're looking at a 2-2 split over there. So Allie, most likely, if that tribe loses another challenge, uh, Allie's uh, probably gone, you know. So she went from 
you know, a really, you know, good outlook and uh, maybe a fan favorite early on. And she's very subtle and likable and social and athletic. Uh, you know, she went from that to really being in, in danger. And that's how fast Survivor can change and, and, and turn on you. So I like Allie. I like Ryan. I like Chrissy. I like everybody over there, maybe except for JP at this point. So it's interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see how it works out. Allie just needs to get through some challenges right now and get herself to the merge. I think that's her best bet here uh, moving forward for all those Allie fans. Uh, but that being said, um, we're about to get into my interview with Rourke. Uh, she is uh, the uh, 27-year-old social worker from Palo Alto, California. Rourke was voted off last night. She was the only healer on her tribe. And uh, this was my exit interview with her. So stick around after the exit interview uh, for just kind of a couple of final notes. And uh, look forward to next season, or next season, look forward to next week, I should say, on Survivor Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers. But uh, right now, here's my interview with Rourke Luskin. So let's just dive right into it. With Tribal Council uh, last night, you know, it was kind of a lot came out between you and Chrissy. Um, how how yeah. real was going on there? Like, was that how far back kind of was that um, animosity uh, building? Um, I think it. I mean, it started on day nine, which was day one of the swap. Um, Chrissy made it very clear from that moment that she wanted to get rid of me, and I think that was both a strategic and a personal decision. She and I were just sort of oil and water out there. I wonder, you know, I certainly wonder what it would be like if we had met in the real world, because as you guys know, we're both, you know, smart, (laughs) ambitious women who, you know, want big things for the world. But, and so I wonder what it would look like if we met in real time, but because we met out there, there was just, there was going to be no, there was no bridge to be built between Chrissy and I, unfortunately. What do you think is, is, a result of her initial reaction to that was it just because that you were the the lone healer or is there do you think it was more personal than that uh you know what do you think caused her to have that initial response to you i definitely think it was a combination i think that um you know you hear her saying a confessional i think rourke is you know like behind me like the scariest person out here Mm -hmm. and then something that you guys didn't see when we were all just sitting around one day. She said, Rourke, you remind me so much of myself. <laughs> and that type of stuff in the real world can be a you know a lovely compliment. And I think in this case, it, there's a chance that it was empty flattery. But I also think part of it is that she probably, if you view yourself as a threat in the game and you see somebody else as possessing those same threatening qualities, you then you have to eliminate that person. Sure. You know? Right. And so I so I think that's what it was stemming from. And also, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I, I cannot I cannot confirm this, uh-huh. but it's, it's also okay for people to just not get along. You know, right. maybe, maybe, who knows? Like I said, who knows what would happen if we met in the real world, but yeah. um, instead of out there on an island in this position, <laughs> but who knows? Well, you know, so does that kind of render her point moot, you know, at Tribal when she brought up, you know, like, oh, Rourke, you know, you could have came talk to me too, you know, it's a two-way street, you know, does that kind of eliminate yeah. that because she started, she kind of started it off on the wrong foot? I think that because I knew she was coming for me, any strategy conversation, unless we really laid our cards on the table, would have been completely fake. 
Like our strategy conversation on the log was completely fake. Mm-hmm. She had no intention of voting for Ryan. I had no that's that's the plan she fed me, by the way. Okay. Um, I think you guys just heard like, let's get a boy, and it was Ryan specifically. And she had no intention of voting Ryan. I had no intention of voting Ryan. And we both act like we just like came to a plan that we really liked. <laughs> and like that's what it all would have been like. Like those five days would have looked exactly like that unless I had said to her, Chrissy, let's just lay our cards on the table. Let's just have a frank conversation in this moment. I know this is what you think. This is what I think. How can we move forward from this? And, you know, maybe in that fan fiction alternate universe, (laughs) we turn on Allie. But then we probably, frankly, lose the next challenge, and then it's me. Like, I don't see – I frankly don't see a world where I survive Slop Soko. The way way that group played out, I do not think there is a way I make it out. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, too, because, you know, um, some people every season, you know, the tribe swap is one of those luck parts of the game. You know, it it benefits certain players, and it also, you know, it it kills other players' games. Um, You got Mm -hmm. the unfortunate, you know, you were on this dominant tribe, and then you end up being the only person from that tribe on the new tribe. Um, But you said in your closing remarks last night on on the thing that, you know, you kind of owned your own game, and, and you, you know, you kind of said that it's up to you to kind of figure out what to have done. After some time then, are you are you kind of thinking that, like, nothing you could have done would have been able to save you there? Yeah, it's funny. It's – I was – I still, of course, have regrets, and I – and one of them being, like, you know, what could have happened if I had just kind of fessed up to Chrissy and asked her to show her cards as well? Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Um, like I said, I still don't think it worked out, but, of course, that's a that's a wonder for me. That's a, that's a coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, the other – you know, that all said – now understanding that whole picture not only did they have captive one of a six strong tribe there was also this completely unknown to myself and ally connect trust connection between chrissy and ryan Mm. and as viewers you guys see the whole story the whole picture the whole story arc of that advantage we had no idea (laughs) and so you know Ryan stepped onto that mat and Ryan knew he was going to be the swing. He was going to be deciding between Chrissy and Allie. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the choice that he made, you know, last night. And and I wanted to ask you that too, you know, so I know you didn't know, really know the, you know, the, how close Ryan and Chrissy were because of that idol, but Ryan and Allie had appeared to be really tight. Um, You kind of also were shown to kind of, you know, you, you kind of, you and Allie, you were starting to have, you know, a, a relationship out there. Um, are you just thinking, you know, like Allie has Ryan, uh, like, or w- what were you doing uh, to build a relationship with Ryan? Or were you kind of uh, looking at it like, you know, Allie was, you know, telling you that Ryan was cool? Um, I really, I really liked Ryan. Uh, you know, in, in a lot of our pregame interviews, Ryan and I both taught, like, you know, before we even met, Ryan and I both speak about wanting to work together and okay. I think in like an alternate universe where he and I had been on a starting tribe things could look really different mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so that in a way that like breaks my heart because I adore Ryan and like would love to I would love to see like a Rourke Ryan partnership play out <laughs> sure. and unfortunately that did not come to fruition but um I you know one of my regrets is that I did not spend enough time one-on-one with Ryan we woke up one morning and talked around the fire but that was a very social talk and I really, I leaned too much on Allie to be a go-between, mm-hmm. and that's a hundred percent my fault. I should have. I spent time with JP. I spent. I even spent social time with Chrissy. Um, but I really, I did not spend enough time with Ryan. And I wonder if he and I had really hashed out kind of what we saw going forward. If things 
again, this is a coulda, woulda, shoulda where, you know, maybe things would be different if he and I had had the opportunity to really hash it out. You know, watching it last night, too, as a viewer, a lot of people were shocked with Ryan's decision in, in regards to how he handled it with Allie. You know, like, had he just decided to vote you out and, and you know, bring her in on it somehow, um, you know, it feels like he might have that might have been a better game move for Ryan. Um, what, what's your take on Ryan? Like, like, should, should he have, is there a better way that he could have handled that? Even if he was going to target you and vote you out, do you feel like there's a better way that he could have gone about it instead of trying to blindside you and, you know, do it the way that he did? I think he felt that like Allie and I had, um, grown really close and there's, um, you know, on CBS, the secret scenes, Allie's secret scene is her speaking to how much she likes me and how much, you know, how it's so different from Hustlers where, you know, she came here and met me and she's like, I'm getting to know this person who I have, I happen to have a lot in common with. And like, we're bonding on a personal level. And I think our games, our game strategies align as well. And this is wonderful. And so Ali, my bond was really real. And I think Ryan saw that and was like, I've lost Ali. And I think he thought like Ali's like who was prime to Ali's mind had shifted. And I don't, you know, I obviously don't know Ryan's interior mind and I don't know Ali's and I certainly don't know their combined situation. <laughs> um, but he may have been right. He may have been wrong. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not exactly sure. I think Ali really trusted and really liked Ryan. And I think, um, and who knows exactly what she would have done, but I think Ryan thought that she either would have gone against him, would have told me, um, given me the opportunity to scramble something like that, or like okay. been like, Oh, Rook and I are going to go collect wood together. And then she and I would have looked for an idol, you know, mm. who knows exactly where his mind was tracking. But um, I think that was, that was part of that thought process. You know, a lot of times too, um, people talk about, you know, their portrayal on the show, the way that their, the edit goes and that sort of thing. Um, another thing that played into last night is, you know, we unfortunately didn't get to see much of, of, of you <laughs> the first couple episodes of the year. Um, and we yeah. got and when, we, you, when you're winning, you don't get the you don't get the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Like, I know that you were on the winning tribe for those episodes, and you know, we of course got to see a lot of you in this last episode. But um, as you're watching it and anticipating the season, you know, talk about how that is as a person that's on the show to just kind of be anticipating the airing, and then you know when it actually airs, you know how surreal it is to kind of see what they include and what they choose not to. Yeah, I mean that's all been. Um, they're they're absolutely incredible storytellers. They're so good at their job. You know, knowing what I know, the little Easter like there are Easter eggs that are in there that are fantastic, and they, they do an excellent job. And they, all of them are incredible at their job. Um, it's so different, you know, watching your season. Like even when, you know, it's this is my boot. This is not my, I had my little capsule moment, but this is not my story. Um, but watching everybody, like all these people that I have such affection for <laughs> is really, really wonderful. Like sure. just hearing their voices again, getting to like getting to celebrate with, with them through this is really, really fun. Very cool. And I wanted to ask you that too, because we didn't really, we didn't get to see the healer tribe at all go to tribal. And, and as we, as it was talked about last night, you know, people's real loyalties are kind of shown once they're at tribal. Um, and we didn't get to see that with the healers. Um, can, what can you tell me, um, fill us in a little bit on some of the dynamics of the healers tribe. You know, where, where did the chips fall? Where did you fit into that tribe? Who did you want to work with? Uh, and who did you see as, as being the threats? Yeah, I was in, I was in a really, really good spot on healers, which made sort of 
the swap even more frustrating. Hmm. Um, I was really in with the girls. I was really in with Cole. Um, for example, Cole actually told me first about, like, I know they're, you know, telling the showman story, but Cole mm. happened, did tell me about that idol first. Okay. Asked not to tell Desi. I tell Desi. <laughs> then Desi's able to pull in Joe on Swap Levu. And, you know, I was in a very good position. Dr. Mike had some emotional moments with me where he ended up feeling very connected to me. And so I, I was smooth sailing, and I was really, really ready to go to Tribal on Healers. I was trying – I was planting the seeds to throw a challenge. I think if we had gone one more cycle and not swapped um, at 15, Mm -hmm. that I may have been able to finally convince, you know, I'd been like working on Cole for a couple of days on that. I felt like Cole and I could do it subtly together if he was like a little lazy on the physical portion and I was like a little slow on a puzzle. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately we didn't get that opportunity. And so, you know, we sadly went in six strong to a swap hmm. situation, which I was not thrilled by. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you, too, about, uh, you know, JP. You know, you had some time with him on the, on your new tribe that you were on. Um, we haven't seen a lot of strategy from him on the game. Uh, you know, he's a good competitor and all that. What can you tell us about him as a survivor player? Is there any kind of strategy there that you sensed, uh, or, or what's your take on JP? I think JP is a person who plays survivor to their strengths. Okay. And he knows that what he can do is provide is, you know, be, he, he was so sweet. He was so positive every day. He wanted to like really embrace being out there. He wanted to go swimming. He wanted to go for a hike. He wanted to explore the other side of the Island. You know, he, he always, Another thing that I will always be grateful for, you see in the challenges, he is an exceptional leader mm. where I, um, I like messed up the over under of the rope on the lasso challenge. Okay. And so he and Ryan just like stop and he is coaching me. He's like, okay, work under. Nope. Come back this <laughs> way over. And he just did this an impeccable job. And you saw him carry all three of those sandbags across the balance beam. Like he I actually texted him like last week and I was like, thank you. Like you were the best leader. Like, thank you. Awesome. All right. Um, my last question for you is, uh, you know, again, you know, we're sorry to see you go. Sorry. We didn't see too much of you the first couple apps, um, and how it worked out for you last night. But what is something about, about you that you would like people, uh, fans of the show, um, to take away from, from having seen you on the show? I mean, you know, as things go, I think it's been an accurate, like I, something that's really nice about watching it. And even though I've gotten the minimal screen time that I've gotten, I recognize myself, mm-hmm. you know, like that's who I am. Like I recognize those facial expressions. I recognize mm-hmm. how I'm interacting with people and I'm not, you know, I'm not ashamed of anything. Um, I would say that I hope people, you know, kind of view me as a smart person who unfortunately was bested by both circumstance and strategy that, you know, I had a lot more in me. And I, I just, I wish I'd had a chance to, to play that out. Well, Rourke, uh, best of luck to you moving forward uh, with whatever you do. And uh, sorry to see you go again, but it was nice talking to you today. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right. You too.
So there you go. Uh, there's my interview uh, with Rourke. And that will wrap up uh, the podcast for this week. Just a couple quick notes. Uh, you know, of course, make sure you check in next week to the Film Survivor podcast and also my recaps on uh, realityt.com. Uh, you know, the recap will post usually every Wednesday late night or Thursday morning at the latest. And then my podcast uh, and interview will post on Reality T as well as my Film Survivor podcast, uh, usually on Thursday afternoons. The podcast is available on iTunes and on Podbean, so please give it a follow. And uh, leave your comments. I, I like interacting with the fan base. Makes it fun. So uh, that'll do it for that. You know, as as people know too, I'm also a movie critic. Uh, I'm the national film critic for Access.com. Find all of my Survivor coverage and find all of my movie reviews uh, online. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Tom Santilli. That's probably the best way to get uh, in touch with some of that stuff. But some big movies coming out too. We got Thor Ragnarok right around the corner uh, this week. I review. Uh, Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Yeah, goodbye, Christopher Robin. I always want to say Robinson. Uh, thank you for your service, starring Miles Teller, and also Suburbicon, which is uh, George Clooney's latest, uh, starring uh, Matt Damon. So you want to check those out. And then for those local people, those uh, local fans in the Detroit area, uh, next Thursday, that's November the is it the second? I want to say November second. Uh, next Thursday, I'm going to be hosting uh, what they call Secret Cinema at the Maple Theater in Bloomfield Hills. Uh, Secret Cinema is uh, just what it sounds like. You show up, you don't know what the film is, you just know that it's going to be a classic movie uh, that is from before 1967. I'll be hosting the event. Once you get there, we'll watch the movie. After the movie, we do a nice Q&A and talk about the movie, and, it, and it's lots of fun. So if you're around the Detroit area, you want to get to that, you can go to the website Look up Maple Theater and uh, get some tickets to Secret Cinema and come check it out and hang out with me. All right, cool. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking with you next week. Stick around, guys. Don't give up on the season. It's Survivor. It's still better than anything else you're watching. So, And I, I just have a good gut feeling it's going to get even better. So stick around. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks a lot.